0: Sticking to your guns, following your instinct and working hard at achieving goals. Well, it's easier said than done, isn't it? But over the next 15 minutes or so, you'll meet two people from both ends of the wool industry who have done just that and who are now reaping the rewards. Welcome to The Yarn. This is a podcast for the Australian wool industry. My name's Marius Cumming and soon we'll hear about a brand new product using wool that is breaking myths and new ground in hospitals. But it's taken a very determined woman to get there. Before that, though, let's meet the 2019 winner of the largest fully measured fleece competition in the world. This year, it attracted 364 entries from 145 exhibitors. Happy to declare that I was one of them. But the Glenn brothers from Waddle Bank at Guildford in central Victoria took out the National Fleece Competition Grand Champion title at this year's Australian Sheep and Walk Show. The competition is run by Landmark. The 18 micron fleece scored 94.65 out of a possible 100 points, and Stephen Glenn said that after almost 20 years of entering, it was a fantastic thrill to win.
1: When Candace rang early in the week and told me on the quiet about it, I didn't believe her to start with, <laughs> but yeah, and then when it sunk in, yeah, it, yeah, it was a real. Real uplift.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, what does it mean for you as as a wool grower, particularly to win that competition? Because it's a real stamp of uh, something that you know you're heading in the right direction and you're doing the right thing.
1: It's a vote of um, that you've achievement that you've done by sticking to your goals, sticking to a goal, and sticking to a vision that you've achieved the the pinnacle of it with that win. That um, it. I think it confirms? Point. Yeah, it, co- it confirms that. No, that's not the word, but it. You, it's a stamp of approval of what you've done and, and achieved. That, and like a lot of people have gone here, there, everywhere, and and changed their. We've fine-tuned a little bit here and there, but haven't drifted too far off the off their initial um, goal. Just improved, like a lot have done, improved by finding the micron down and improving the cut and the size of the sheep, keeping the size up, but a lot of people have mixed one end of the spectrum of the micron range with the other to, to get a, um, a quick result, but in the long run they end up going in all directions where we've stuck to a, a true line of sheep and wool and, and it's paying dividends now, the last few years through the auction room and um, the New England and Fox and Lily and the, the other couple of buyers that buy the choice spinners types and getting a reward for the for the better types of uh, fleece wool to bring it off like ten year ago we were beaten by point two of a point I and mean, it's taken it another ten years to to come out with this fleece to the winner but it's a funny thing the the you did the show circuit last year and it didn't didn't have much success at all yet the the fleece and we can't pretty the sheep up as much as some can but um when it comes down to the bottom line of getting the dollars in the bale on a, in a commercial sense we do a real good job of it there and we take pride in the way we um, work the wool and present it at the at the wool sales and what have you.
0: So in your commercial use, what do you aim to cut in terms of volume and quality?
1: Oh, around that 18 to half micron but and um, we sweetened them up with some finer wools some super fines and now we've put some finer wools back through to bulk them up to get the lift the fleece cut a little bit we dropped dropped a little bit and we've got a we've lifted them back up again with bulkier a bulkier fine wool type in the commercials so
0: what do do you try and cut in the commercials of that 18 micron wool
1: oh the ewes cut around the four and a half to five five kilo mark uh skirted fleece and then you've got all your bits oddments and bits and pieces but um and some of the ewes are run pretty hard because they run with cattle too. So the, the difference between a the, the dry ewe and the, the ones rearing lambs, but the ones rearing lambs that um, are your future, that um, the lambs drag them back a little bit. But um, the weathers we run on all lighter country, we, run, we always run a lot of weathers, and um, they cut around that, oh, they vary from six kilos and you get the odd one up in the nine, ten kilo range That a lot heavier cutting but um, we've got a lot of light country that won't grow um, ewes and lambs or weaners and they'll run weathers easily and um, that's just people at different times have said oh you know rich man's uh, way of farming with weathers but if the country won't run, run the other sheep. Well, bit. it's only weather and um, uh, growing cattle sort of country. It's different type altogether.
0: And how, do, how does the wool-growing enterprise uh, stack up uh, relative to your cattle, for example? I mean, why, why do you grow wool? I mean, it's hard work. Um, it's not an easy thing to do, is it? In the blood or does it actually pay?
1: Both. One, it's a uh, it's uh, You take pride in what you're doing. It's, a, it's an ambition to, to grow the really good, um, stylish wool. The cattle sometimes pay for stud rams and sometimes ram and wool sales pay for, for bulls. It's whichever way it, it turns out. But one's, one supplements the other. One doesn't... Um, override the other. Sometimes one's got to carry the other a bit but in the long run there when things were really tough the cattle were carrying the sheep but the last couple of years the sheep have carried the cattle.
0: And the state of the national flock is uh, pretty precarious at the moment particularly the, the state of uh, New South Wales and, and into Queensland where mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are wondering where the sheep of the future are going to come from um, where do you see the future of uh, the industry and in particular the merino industry given given New South Wales is in such a hole
1: oh, I think it's a worry to the whole sheep and wool industry and the fat lamb industry too because our basis for the for the fat lambs and the, the first cross you fat lamb mothers come from the merino basically and we haven't got enough merino ewes out there to breed from the whole industry shrinking and some stage, we've got to get more people breeding merino um, replacement ewes.
0: How do we do that? What do, you, what, do you have any suggestions? I mean, it's something oh, that well, AWI the, should be doing, really.
1: It's, I think while land prices are sky high, people are just going to keep joining uh, terminal size, but we've got to keep us two or three sus- years sustainable uh, prices For wool, particularly the the medium to finer finer end, the finer end's copping a bit of a hiding at the present. But um, if the returns not there, and I've heard some people today from the ultras saying that if they don't start paying us for that ultra wool, we're going to give it the flick. And you know, once that's lost, that's gone for all time.
0: And that's a real uh, sort of flagship of the industry. It? Yeah. It's one of the best yeah. parts of the industry, yeah. that ultra-fine
1: um, sector. Yeah. And the fact that all of the merinos have been, been gradually fining their clips up, there's a lot sort of down on the verge of that now where there used to be very small amount of that finer wool. There's now a bigger volume so they can pick and choose more too. But the real traditional ultras, the Saxon type, yeah, they're struggling because of the cut per heads a lot lower, and uh, if unless they're getting a lot more for their wool, and they're getting at present, yeah, a lot of them are looking at changing, um, changing their type because um, there's just more money out there in either fat lambs or a bit stronger.
0: And a quite type. faster return too, I suppose. Yeah.
1: So what uh, what do we do in
0: terms of encouraging the next generation to? Uh, to be wool growers rather than just sheep breeders, or particularly getting them out of tractors, seeing as so many want to be cropping.
1: It all gets back <coughs> to the dollars and and the, the keen keenness and and to encourage some of these younger ones. Like there's a few more around the show circuits, and that are the younger age group, like the late teens to mid twenties, and encouraging them and a bit of a give them a go at. Um, with some of the breeding and whatnot, and there's, some of them are showing some fantastic results coming through. Um, some of these young fellas that are um, being given some um, some authority and, and some whatnot in some of the studs, like they're actually running the running the stud side of things. And yeah, they're picked. The real keen ones have picked it up and running well with it. So, Stephen,
0: I know you've got to head, you've got to head back out to the um, the show ring in a minute because you uh, continue to enjoy some success there. But um, how do you feel about the future of the wool industry um, once you take the immediate dra- drought out of it? How do you feel about things
1: longer term? Hope, Hopefully, because there's a smaller volume, there'll be more demand for that volume and it'll mean people will be encouraged to grow more and it can expand a little but um, it badly doesn't want to shrink anymore it's, it's a, I'd say it's it's a tipping point almost uh, if it gets any smaller it, we will be a cottage industry and we, none of us want that it's, we've all got too much at stake and it's too big a part of our livelihood to um, to let slip away, we, we've got a push to get it and get it get it more noticed out there and I think you people at AWI are, are pushing in the right direction now with your promotion and that That it, we're getting more notice taken. Even town people are taking more notice of what's what's happening in the wool industry where before it was you know they didn't they didn't know or take any notice but yeah it's a whole different thing but the trouble is nowadays there's a lot more outside influences on prices and and what happens and um, none of us know what's around the corner.
0: Indeed life is uh, pretty unexpected uh, climate included but um, Stephen congratulations once again on uh, on a fabulous victory and um, uh, better times ahead for you. Thanks Maris. Stephen Glenn there, winner of the National Fleece Competition. And his win was bittersweet because only 12 months ago, he very sadly lost a brother to a brain tumour. And the many donated fleeces from the competition this year raised funds for the Cooperative Trials Group for Neuro-Oncology. That's a not-for-profit network of clinicians, researchers, consumer representatives and allied health professionals who are dedicated to increasing awareness and improving treatment and end-of-life care for patients with brain tumours. Hard work and dedication to opening up a new market for superfine merino wool for newborn babies has been a passion for Claire Horsler and her company, Mourinho. It's a tough market, but one that she is actually now cracking. Now, I caught up with Claire recently at the Australian Sheep and Wool Show where we battled against the dog trials in terms of recording, but Claire basically explained her product.
2: Um, The Mourinho is a swaddling bag for babies. So a swaddling bag is a swaddle that's also a bag. So it's essentially a sleeping bag with wings inside it whereby you swaddle the baby and then zip the baby up. It developed through um, many conversations with hospital midwives around uh, wanting a product that was innovative, that was different, but yet still swaddled the baby, unlike a a normal sleeping bag. Um, So as part of those conversations with hospitals, there was one particular hospital in East Melbourne that decided that they liked the whole wool story, that wool is a healthy um, fibre for babies, that it's sustainable, it's eco-friendly... And they also like the story behind all the research that, I guess, AWI has um, has instigated around wool being superfine merino, being the best fabric or fibre to treat baby eczema. So because of all those stories, because they, could, they wanted to develop something new and innovative, we started discussions about how the hospital might start using a product to give to newborn babies.
0: Now, Claire, just... Uh... A little bit more information about yourself. You're from um, uh, Superfine Merino property yeah. yourself in Southwest Victoria.
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm originally um, from, as you say, Minamite area in Southwest Victoria. My family grows Superfine Merinos under the brand name Murrumburg. Um They've been doing that, obviously, for a few generations, uh, and I'm part of the, the family there, so excited to be uh, on the other end of the Merino production line, really, at the retail end, which is... Um, I guess it's very, very different, obviously, to to producing the wool, but it's great to be still in the merino wool industry.
0: What sort of barriers have you come up against? Because uh, obviously, merino wool has uh, wool itself uh, has some barriers in the market, particularly with this next to skin area. Um, have you found it hard to to get into various markets?
2: It's very difficult in the cities because there's not the understanding of wool and the qualities that there is in the country. So there's still a widely held perception that wool is itchy uh, and that's very difficult to overcome. The other thing that's difficult to overcome is the cost of the, um, the garment itself or the product itself that's made from wool. It is a premium garment but in some respects that can actually work in my favour or our favour because if there is a, a hospital that's looking for a premium garment, then that's something that I can obviously work with them to um, to develop.
0: Now, what is your market? Obviously, uh, these lovely products are for newborn babies, and so you're looking at hospitals. But how have you approached the marketing?
2: Uh, that's been quite a challenging <laughs> exercise because, in that my key area of focus is hospitals, to try and get Mourinho into hospitals... So, that mothers can experience or and fathers can experience a good quality, super fine merino wool with a high comfort factor on their baby and appreciate wool's quali- qualities and actually go and become repeat users and repeat purchasers of wool. So, that's been my key mark at the education of hospitals around that, the education of uh, mothers and babies. However, um, as part of that, or as a, as a secondary marketing um, uh, demographic or tool that I'm looking at, is the retail space. Uh, so that's something I'm developing and working on at the moment. Um, uh, so watch this space.
0: Is it harder to work through retailers because obviously they're wanting to put a pretty fair margin on it themselves? Or, I mean, surely uh, the internet is, a, is your friend here as well with direct sales?
2: Um, the, look, to start with, the internet's great. For direct sales, however, there's so many internet sites out there. The trick is how do you get people to find your product? Uh, Because the the key place is Google. So if you can get yourself high up on the Google ranking, then that's a great way to get people to your site. But if you don't have the advantage of a lot of money to plug into Google, then it's word of mouth. It's uh, contacting. Bloggers, that type of thing, to see if they'll give your uh, product a a little bit of a an
0: endorsement. So yeah, it's a very different world for marketing um, from this point of view. But uh, what was your background before this? Uh, Has that helped?
2: Um, I have had have had a corporate background in executive management type roles. It's helped in working with hospitals because hospitals are corporates and there's a whole uh, list of um, ticks that they need to seek before entering into an agreement with a supplier. So there's risk and compliance, there's legal, there's a marketing piece. So because of my corporate background in that space, I guess I can talk to hospitals and talk to corporates in their own language. So certainly that's helped.
0: Yeah. So, um, where to from here? I think you were saying you're working uh, with, working to try and get into more uh, retailers, which is uh, hard as well. And obviously, you've got a pretty strong social media presence.
2: Um, where to from here? So, I guess it's worth acknowledging um, Australian Wool Innovation uh, for the um, for selecting my for my product to feature in the runway parade or the fashion parade today at the. Uh, at the sheep show. That was very, very exciting. Um, That publicity helps to obviously direct people to where to find the the website. Um, I'm still continuing with hospitals, Um, still having lots of conversations with hospitals, had a conversation last week with one, Uh, developing new products as well. So I use a cool soft mesh uh, fabric, which is great in Queensland, I'm getting enormous traction in Queensland because it's it's lightweight, it's highly breathable, uh, there's a lot of wool growers up there or people who have an appreciation for wool who um, have sought the product out, so that's been fantastic. So where to from here? It's continuing with hospitals, it's continuing with the social media presence, it's... Um, contacting select retailers to try and get the product in the in their shops because one of the things I found was that I was being contacted by people um, to say, "Look, we, we want to touch a product before we buy." And I was finding I was having to meet them in coffee shops mm-hmm. to to um to show them the product. And when they when they touched it, they were like, "Oh, this, you know, this is beautiful." And so there was a sale. So I realised then that I had to get the product uh, into shops or into. Um, out in the public so that people could actually touch touch it and see for themselves what it, you know that it was in fact soft and luxurious.
0: And uh, I haven't asked one of the obvious questions Claire. Um, that type of merino wool that you're using?
2: Uh, the type It's uh, super fine, 17.5 micron. Um, I've got two fabrics I'm working with at the moment, the, the cool mesh, which is the highly breathable. Uh, Fabric which is which is which is perfect for summer or Queensland, Um, and then a a mid-weight again super fine merino wool fabric. So in my product, even the binding I use around the edge of the garment is super fine merino, which is very expensive. But it's I'm just very passionate, obviously, about merino, super fine merino wool, and. Um, at this stage, I'm hoping that customers will see the benefit of a, a 100% superfine merino wool garment.
0: Yeah, and what did it feel like today to see the uh, the fashion parade and have a real baby in one of your products featured in it? Was must have been a bit of a buzz. Oh, it
2: was very exciting. I was quite elated. It was really, yeah, it was it was really exciting to, I guess, to think back to all the work that's gone into it, attending childbirth education classes at hospitals, you know, in my own time and. Presenting to them on wool and why they should use wool on their babies, and all this you know, hours and hours and hours of of research and summarising research and talking about <laughs> wool. It was just wonderful to see the product on the on a baby on the runway and to see so many people, um, you know look so happy about seeing uh, the product, and I'm not sure if it was a the product they were so happy about or the baby, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they go on. Uh, <laughs> might have been the package. Hand,
0: yes. <laughs> so do you feel as though you're winning, Claire? I mean, you, it, it must be hard developing what is a new product yes. in a new market with really d- no great support other than yourself and a bit of uh, technical support from um, the Walmart company, what have you. You're really uh, a bit of a pioneer in this area. Do you feel as though you're making headway?
2: Um, slowly but surely, yes, yes bit by bit and uh, I think I started at three or was it when our son Jack was born which was four years ago last week so I started it after he was born so it's been three three and three-quarter years or three and a half years of pretty hard work long hours but I feel I'm finally starting to see some some traction and get I get great feedback I'm getting a lot of repeat sales and that's really yeah exciting
0: wonderful well um where do people find it
2: Mourinho.com online, um, Facebook and Instagram is Mourinho Baby, uh, and the select retailers, which uh, are listed on my Instagram on the Instagram site Mourinho Baby. But yeah, generally, marinio.com.
0: And Mourinho being M-E-R-I-N-E-O.
2: Perfect.
0: So I I had to think that through. But, um, well, Claire, thanks for joining us on The Yarn and and more power to you.
2: Um, you. You've really
0: um, been a pioneer in a very important area.
2: Thank you, Marius. Thank you for your support. All the best. Thank you.
0: Claire Horsler there from Mourinho and, well, what an ideal present. new parents something worth keeping in mind well thanks for joining us on the yarn once again it's wonderful to have your company Um, please keep sending through um, feedback and further ideas challenges even questions to the yarn at wool.com from me marius coming thanks for your company catch you again soon